Mate, did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Hello and thank you for joining us everybody here at We Watched A Thing. It's a pleasure to have you with us and as always, it's a pleasure to be here with you, Billy. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here with you, mate. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good, Toph. How you doing? Oh, mate, I'm wrapped. <laughs> yeah? Yeah? What have you been up to this week? In Week in unemployment? I've watched a lot of movies. Yeah, me too. I had gastro, TMI, and so I also watched a ton of movies. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I was at like six for the year or something before this week and now I'm up to 17. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We should all get gastro more often. <laughs> yeah, I know. Thank you, God, for gastro. <laughs> um, say anything you like? I saw a few things I liked. I was a big fan of eighth grade. Yeah, I think I watched that about 24 hours after you did. Yeah, yeah. we messaged almost at the same time. Being like, oh, hey, just watch this. <laughs> yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed that. I was shocked that it got zero nominations. Yeah, I thought it was good. The only There's one really painful thing about it, though, which is when she's doing her videos- and you're there going, oh, you don't realise how lame this is and how lame everyone thinks you are. And, and then you realise that's podcasting. That's- <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, no, I was a big fan of that. I also checked out mid-90s, Jonah Hill's debut. And yeah, I enjoyed that as well. Yeah, I watched a lot of stuff. Vice, I finally got to. I'm only, I've only got two more Oscar nominees to watch. Uh, Roma, which I'm really excited for, and Bohemian Rhapsody, which I'm really not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Is that, that's the last one you have to tick off? Yeah, I'm so not. I, oh, I don't care. Maybe we should watch it together. Maybe. You know what? Maybe after this recording, we should get some Dirty Bird. I can't, I've got to take food back to the, the plus one. That's a, just just Uber Eats to her while we get our KFC. That's a really good idea. Yeah, and then we can we can watch Bohemian Rhapsody. I think I think we should do that. I like it. I think it's a good plan. <laughs> but we're not talking about that this week. What did we watch this week? We saw Green Book. That's right. Speaking of Oscar nominations, uh, Green Book, directed by Peter Farrelly and written by Farrelly, Brian Curry, and Nick Vallelonga, who is the son of the who the, the film is based on. Bada bing. <laughs> <laughs> it stars Mahashala Ali, Viggo Mortensen. What's it about, Tove? It's about a a reasonably racist Italian-American in the 60s driving around a black musician. It's Yeah, it's kind of a reverse Driving Miss Daisy. You know, I've never seen Driving Miss Daisy. Oh, really? From what I understand, I'm not missing much. <laughs> no, you're really not. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, I, I'm as I mentioned, I think last week, I'm a big Farrelly fan. So for me, it's pretty cool to see a Farrelly brother, you know, in Oscar talk. Although, you know, there has been the stuff lately about you know pulling out his peen and whatnot. But uh, yeah, who did you who, mustn't you mustn't do? Yeah, but who didn't expect that from a Farrelly? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. What did you think? Look, I don't dislike the film, but I was truly underwhelmed. Yeah, okay. I actually very much enjoyed it. I really liked it. I think I don't think it's the strongest of the nominees. Um, like, I don't think it really should be a front runner. Uh, to me, Black Klansman is probably still the strongest of the eight. But yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Let's, let's start on the acting. I mean, two very strong performances, I think, in both Mahashala Ali and Viggo Mortensen. Certainly, Ali is. If if you look at a sample of the last five years, Ali is. I mean, he's one of the form performers in Western films, Absolute, surely. Absolutely. I finally got around to Moonlight last night. Oh, right. Yeah. 
loved it. And it's amazing that he wants, I can't believe that there were no other acting nominations for that film because the three leads were so strong, all of them, at all age groups. I think it was kind of a problem that there isn't really a lead. That's There's the a lead character, of yes. course. Yes. Yeah. But that's what you, you kind of sit there going, well, even if they were nominated, would all three of them be up for How supporting How great was, was Teenage? Yeah. Oh, He was fantastic. Goodness. But it's amazing to me that Mahashala Ali won when he's really only in about 15 minutes of the film yeah. before his character, you know. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> and But he was brilliant. And uh, the Green Book was actually the first time I'd seen him. I've like now Green Book and Moonlight are the only two things I've oh, seen. Oh, really? Yeah. I, as far as I can remember. And two extremely different characters, extremely different performances, and both extremely well rounded. He is an amazing actor. Look, I think his performance in this film is great. I don't think the character's particularly well rounded because basically everything he has to do is kind of just pontificate to Tony Lip. Mm that's the bulk of his dialogue and i don't find it gives you that there's a couple of scenes where you get a bit of an in to who this guy actually is but for the most part he's the smart guy in the car yeah and i think a lot of that comes down to the fact that the screenplay is written by tony's son yeah so there's no denying that that tony is the main character in this film the film isn't about don shirley the film is about tony and I do agree that, that that's where you can tell that this isn't written by someone who is a screenwriter. Mm. You know, because someone who is a screenwriter would have gone, okay, well, I need to flesh out this character. Because someone- he's the most interesting character in yeah. the film. Oh, absolutely. But we don't get into him. No, because the person who wrote it isn't a trained screenwriter. They th- This is their only work and they're writing about their father's life. So, he's the character who's fleshed out. Yeah. <laughs> And I think to an extent it works, but I, yeah, I agree it would have been nice to have had more from from Don Shirley. Yeah, I was wondering, like from the from the trailer, I was wondering if Mortensen's kind of shtick, what he's doing, whether it would just become kind of repetitive or or grating. Mm. Even uh, I think it's a really good performance. Yeah, I think um, so. it's not. I mean, I really rate Mortensen. I really do. I don't think it's as good as some other recent- Like Captain Fantastic, I thought he was brilliant in. I don't think it's that good, but as ever, I am just quite taken with Viggo Mortensen on screen. Yes. Well, that's the thing. He's he's just so charming. He's so likable. And even one thing, you know, he is the more fleshed out character. There's still quite a few inconsistencies. At the start of the film, he's supposedly so racist that he will literally throw out a glass that a black person has used. And then, you know, I understand he he needs the money, so he accepts the job working for Don Shirley. That's fine. But his transition, I feel like if if we'd seen him as more of kind of a casual racist at the start instead of the I'm going to throw out a glass kind of racist, I think it might have transitioned a bit better. For me, that that carries across more than more than just his character as well. Um, if we just decide to go out of order here, like jumping to the end- when his brother-in-law, in the space of about 15 seconds, goes from how was driving that so-and-so around mm. to, oh, here he is in the apartment, so by all means make room for him at our Christmas dinner. Yeah. Like, yeah. that happens in about 15 seconds for no reason. Yeah. They don't go into the Green Book that much, which is interesting that that's what the film is named after. Uh, and I would have liked to have seen more of that racism. But you do get your moments like that where- 
it is just, it's it's obvious how inherent racism is in these people and they're not going to change. And I think that's important to show too, rather than just have these characters where, yeah, like you say, 15 seconds later, they're they're like, yeah, come have dinner with us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we, we're we both fans of Linda Cardellini. Oh, I love her. I was so happy when I saw her show up. So was I, because I think she's great. You know, hooray for Hollywood. She's 20 years younger than Viggo Mortensen. <laughs> <laughs> um, we When we were talking about First Man, yeah. we said it was, it was refreshing that Claire Foy it was it was in the script and in Claire Foy's performance that it wasn't just that the dutiful wife role. Yeah. This for me is some pretty stock standard dutiful wife uh, action. I don't know about that. I like why is that that you think that she has nothing to do. I agree that she has nothing to do, but she, I mean she's not she's not central to the story. The story is set while she's at home and and they're out on the road. Yeah, how much more do you want to see from her? Well, it's the screenwriter's mum. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> you'd think he could come up with something. I agree, but what do you want the do you want the film to be an extra half hour while we see bits of her struggling at home? Well, if, I think if you're going to transition so quick in in the space of fifteen seconds, if someone can change from total racist to sit at my table, yeah, but and see, she's she, the person she was never racist exactly. So maybe she could have helped. Yeah, those characters. Yeah. Okay. All right. I see where you're coming from. I I thought that the little performance she did have in it was great just because, you know, she's- Oh, yeah, none of of this is aimed at Cardellini, as ever, I really like. Yeah, yeah, it's more about the writing. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I I can see that, but I was comfortable with the amount that we got from the character just because that's not what the story was. And to be- I I would have rather if the film didn't end with that Christmas dinner and that that extremely over-the-top happy ending. I completely agree. You know, just because the rest of the film for me sits quite well. Like I said, like- it's it's not like everyone he meets on the road turns not racist, you know. Like we see those struggles. So yeah, to have it kind of uh, end that way and kind of almost take all of that back. Mm. Here's, know, here's a nice bow, yeah, wrapped kind of, up on top. Kind there of removes all that sense of conflict from the film itself. Even the the conflict I find just a bit uh, <laughs> this um, black and white. Everyone in the South, according to this film, is a horrible racist. And then as soon as you get north again, like one cop's treated them horribly in the south. Yeah. You get back into the north. Oh, no, a cop's pulled us over again, helps them change a tire. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, that's pretty nuanced. Yeah. You know, I was actually, because one of the things I didn't know about sundown towns. Um, yeah, that was news to me. So I was, re- you know, they're still around. Are you serious? Yeah. At, one, at their highest point, there were over 10,000 sundown towns in the state. And they weren't all in the South. There were there were plenty up North as well, including in New York. I just um, like, I think if I was, if I lived in a Southern state in America, this this film would, would grate on me. Oh. It's like, re, like we're all just completely ignorant racists, apparently. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, in the 60s in the South, I think there probably was a lot of- I'm sure racism. it was absolutely rampant. Yeah. But I just found it- Really, there's just no shades of grey about it for me in this film. Yeah. One thing I will say that the other thing I really loved was the use of music in the film. Uh, you know, people have spoken about the music performances, for example, in A Star Is Born. That didn't do as much for me as in this film. That scene when Mahashali Ali is is in the bar and he starts playing piano, th- that was brilliant for me. That was amazing, that use of music. 
Yeah, I, I wish there'd been more of it. Same. I wish that we had actually seen more performances. And, yeah, for me, it's part of the whole, well, actually, this is the most interesting person. Yeah. Um, yeah. And really, I wanted more. Yeah, it is it is interesting when you touch on things. Like, for example, when you discover that he's gay, and that is, that's really barely touched on. You get that one scene where he gets caught in the YMCA pool, and then it's just completely forgotten yeah. about. And I do agree that the, some more development and, and fleshing out of- Yes, the most interesting character in the film would be great. Who is by no means perfect. Like, dude's got elephant tusks in his study. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> how, how rich would you have to be before you would, you would have part of an animal in your study? Would you ever do like a bear head? I'd have to be John Hammond rich <laughs> because I'd clone an extinct animal <laughs> and have that. Would you, would you ever do like a bear skin rug? I've, I carry one of them around with me. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> That's just your natural body hair. Exactly. I think you're confused. That's not, okay. <laughs> That's just my thread count. Yeah. <laughs> you know thread counts a lie? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Getting totally off topic here. But so thread count refers to the amounts of thread they can fit per square inch. And apparently it's actually pretty much impossible to fit more than about 400. So when people say they have more than that, generally what they're doing is using much smaller thread, which even though you can fit more in there, it frays more easily and it's actually not any better. So they, the ideal, they reckon, is between three and 400. Well, that's a good life lesson. Yeah. I'm glad we got to that. <laughs> Back to the movie. <laughs> um, you know, sp speaking of the one character who is more kind of fleshed out in Tony Lip, who, as I said, I still think there's some issues there, like with his turn. I, di I did really enjoy the character, though. I really liked the scenes of him writing letters to his wife. I, I feel like I really related to him just in, like, his stupidity and his, <laughs> and his hunger levels. <laughs> like, every time you see him hoofing down some food in the car, I'm like, man, I've been there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude can put it away. Oh, yeah. He'd definitely do the double drive-through. <laughs> yeah, he'd do the double drive-through. <laughs> well, you've seen me hoof down a burger in the car. I didn't know you were watching me. But <laughs> <laughs> when you were, when your wife had put you on a diet, no less. <laughs> well, she's out at the moment, so I'm definitely getting KFC after this, whether yeah. you stay with me or not. You'll be happy to know I never told her that, that couple of weeks ago where I where – I took your drive through rubbish homes and disposed of it so that she wouldn't know. You know, she listens to the show. Oh, <laughs> and I've, I, I've blown your cover. I told you to tell your girlfriend that was your rubbish. I didn't. <laughs> I walked in with it and she was like, really? And I looked at her. I didn't even say anything. I was like, I just like raised my eyebrows like, come on. She's like, that's Billy's, isn't it? <laughs> well, that was the payment for the lift home. <laughs> yeah, and I appreciate it. Yeah. But now it's done and I'm happy to blow your cover. <laughs> Yeah, the, the KFC scene in this film was great. It it made me hungry. <laughs> so the the best thing about the film for me is that a lot of their back and forth with two people as good as these two actors are yeah. is a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. And it's at times warm and there are scenes, like you mentioned, the, the letter writing scenes. Yeah. There's some good stuff there. Yeah, and, and you do, even though I think there are some issues with the arc, you do genuinely believe that these people, two people would start to get along the way they do. I think in the way that they converse and the way the two actors pull it off, you, you, do be you do believe their arc, I think. Yeah, it's plausible. Yeah. Whether it happened in real life according to um, 
Well, this is the. I mean, that whole thing is really a he said, a he said, she said situation. Oh, it's because, all over the shop, isn't it? Well, yeah, because as we said, it's written by Tony Lip's son, who claims that I don't know if you've read that far into it, but he claims that he spoke to Don Shirley, and kind of Don Shirley told him what to to put in the screenplay. Basically, he told him what the story was, and he's kind of saying, "Oh, well, Don Shirley wasn't that close to his family," and Don Shirley's family is saying, "No, this is all rubbish," and. So, like, honestly, I don't think anybody knows the truth. And I think to a certain extent, that's fine. Whether or not it's true doesn't devalue whether it's a good film, I think. You know, we have plenty of adaptations that are nowhere near close to what really happened or the original. The film does give itself a bit of an out at the beginning. It starts with inspired by a true story. Yeah. Which I suppose gives you more license to say something like this happened. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really put too much weight into the whole he sh- he said she said whether it's true or not. Did it did it affect your viewing of the film? It's hard to say because I went into the film with a degree of baggage. I don't know if I if I completely removed myself from it or not. Yeah, see cuz I saw all of it before just about all of this controversy came out back when it was just an Oscar, an Oscar frontrunner and I I enjoyed it a lot. Like you said it is at times warming. It can be very very funny. Um, the acting is superb. I do have issues with the story and the arcs of the characters, but on the whole, I yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was my wife's favourite film of the year. I don't know if that's changed because she's since seen a couple more. She went and got to Vice the other night. Um, but yeah, when, when we first watched it, she said that was my favourite film of the year. The direction I find, I suppose, just uninteresting is like a lot of this film is – like, a lot of this film is two people talking. Yes. A lot of it is two people talking in a car. In a car, yeah. Now, when it's when it's just this kind of shot, reverse shot, like, there's a lot of that. Yeah. And after a while, because, I, I mean, I even find the events of the tour reasonably repetitive. Yeah, it, yes, yeah. And in so- terms of plot, yeah, they go to one place, racist stuff happens. They go to another place, racist stuff happens. Exactly. So I'd have loved it if the camera work had just been a bit more inventive. Yep, I get that. Yeah, I mean, it's, as as I mentioned at the start, it's interesting to see a Farrelly doing a film like this who are known for more, I guess, raunch comedies. Yeah, it, it's an interesting- move for him and and yes i agree i don't think he's got those chops as a director just yet and i'm as far as direction goes i think the two actors are superb i'm i'd be curious to see with different actors how good this film would have been because i think the actors and the chemistry between them is what carries the majority of the film not the direction not the screenplay so all in all where it doesn't sound like either of us are a hundred percent on it. Certainly sounds like I was more positive than you. What, what are you scoring? Yeah, I'm not that high. Um, I'm a five out of ten. Wow, five. Um, I think this movie's heart is in the right place, but yeah. for me, I think it kind of lacks the sophistication to tell the story it wants to tell particularly well. It's, yeah, I'm okay with that because, as we said, it's it's from the film is about Tony Lip who also lacks that sophistication. 
So for me, this is kind of like if that person was sat down and told you this story, this is what you'd get. Yeah. Like that's exactly the way I see You know, like we saw that when he was writing letters to his wife. And it was like, I, I love those scenes because I really did feel like in relation with him, he was like, today I ate a steak. <laughs> that's the kind of shit I would write to my wife. Don't worry, I'm eating well. <laughs> yeah. I just had a burger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, two burgers. Two burgers. <laughs> yeah. So to me, that's this is the film you would get if Tony Lip made the film. And that that's exactly what this film is. It's it's not about Don Shirley. And it's I guess, yeah, it is hard to separate that and think of the film like that because you're right. It would be a better film if it focused more on other characters, if it was harder on things like the racism, if it was in general written better. But to me, this film is kind of uh, it this this is really just a love letter from this guy to his dad, is the way I see the film. That's reasonable, but I think it's presenting itself as something more than that. I feel I, like- That's that, how I feel about it. Yeah, I um, feel like that's more something that other people have placed upon it. But I really, really think that this film is just a story about this guy's dad. Yeah, and for me, it just plays like- um, Honestly, for me, it plays like a movie of the week, but I recognise the people in it. I definitely thought it was it was above that. Like I said, I really enjoyed the the music and the score. I thought the acting was phenomenal. Um, I'm a seven. I don't. I don't think it's best picture material, and I do think that there are better films from this year that weren't up. Looking at you, Tully and Eighth Grade. Um, you're about to see. Can you ever forgive me? I'm about to watch that. Yep. Um, oh, I've, if you're looking for something else to get to this week from from last year, Leave No Trace. Yeah, I feel like that movie's just been left behind when it's again, it's better than things that are still in the hunt. Yeah, I mean, even I never expected it to get a Best Picture nom, but I was shocked, for example, to see John Krasinski not get nominated for A Quiet Place. I thought his direction was outstanding for a debut director in that. But again, it's a horror film that came out in April, so no chance. <laughs> not everyone can be Jordan Peele. No, <laughs> not everyone can be. Speaking of which, his new film drops in like two months. Yeah, I saw the trailer a week or two ago. It oh, looks really? cool. Oh, I haven't seen a trailer yet. Well, It maybe. looks cool. Alrighty, so yeah, all in all, it's I guess it's a recommend a, from us to yeah, an extent. A, a gentle recommendation. Yeah. What are we getting to next week, buddy? Uh, next week we're hitting Netflix again. Uh, Velvet Buzzsaw. That's right. Staying home. Reteaming of Renee Russo, Jake Gyllenhaal, and I've lost the director's name. Yeah, but the same crew from Nightcrawler. Yeah. Yeah, which Nightcrawler was good. I really enjoyed that, and of course, both of us have backgrounds working in TV news. I thought you were going to so, say both of us have backgrounds as total creepers. <laughs> <laughs> so it, I think it hit a little close to home. <laughs> uh, Dan Gilroy. Dan Gilroy. Writer-director. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, Netflix is more and more getting bigger titles straight to it. Like, Sc I mean, Scorsese's next film is Netflix. Are you serious? Yeah, The Irishman is Netflix. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hot damn. <laughs> we should try to get a Netflix film. Okay. <laughs> could happen <laughs> what's it called drive through <laughs> podcast is in cars getting burgers yeah. and then the sequel double drive through yeah. <laughs> well that should be fun i i like the look of this film yeah me too i'm i'm really keen i'm keen uh i also just want to give a special shout out to our patreons this week because oh we like them yeah and we are now recording with our new gear which is which is exciting so I just want to tell you guys that I love you all and thank you very much. I love most of you. <laughs> There's that guy from Melbourne. Don't know about him. 
<laughs> now the crow was great. Crow I'm, was great. I'm on board with you, buddy. <laughs> All righty. Well, that's it from us. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchedathing.com or wewatchedathing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at We Watched a Thing. If you do want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash we watched a thing. See ya. Go watch a movie, everyone. You're not going to, you got to say your name. We've spoken about this. If you were a screenwriter, would you like, can you cannot come up with a more natural way for someone's name to come up? Would you have somebody like, hello, I am Tom. What is your name? <laughs> Is that how it would go? <laughs> no, but this 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 isn't a screenplay, mate. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, let's let's do this more naturally then. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, how are you doing, buddy? I, I don't know what I'm doing. How do I get you to naturally say your name? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to We Watch the Thing. It's Billy and Tofa. How are you doing, Tofa? Felt a little rushed. The intro there. It's like you've said it too many times, and now it doesn't matter to you. <laughs> Really, I really do not give a shit. <laughs> All right, okay. The absolute best podcast out there with your boys, Billy and Tofa. How you doing, Tof? We're not the best podcast out there. I feel like I really built us up and then you just like well, smashed us down. Look, you did build us up, but it was built on a lie. Okay. All right, okay. All right, let's- okay. It was built on a lie, Billy. Okay. How about you kick us off then? Okay. <laughs>